coming to you from the City of Roses. This is the broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, I am excited to have Ashley Gonzalez back from Beautylicious. She was actually one of our sponsors and really has a passion for pro-made lashes. And so we're going to have her come on today and talk about pro-mades, pre-mades, and this, uh, some of the issues and actually really what are the, the good things about these things is our industry has had a huge shift in the last year and a half, two years, where really a couple years ago, if you mentioned uh, pro-mades and pre-mades, most people would be like, eh, I don't know about that. But now more and more I've seen across the board from a lot of the big brands are saying, you know what? This is what their top-selling lashes are now. So it's exciting to have her come on and talk about that and give you guys some insights into it. But before we do, let's talk about, as always, we have announcements, guys, because we always have exciting things going on for you where we can serve you and help you with your lash game. And first thing is, coming up here in just a couple weeks, we, and well, when I'm recording this, it was not sold out yet. Maybe it will be, but hopefully hopefully not. If so, you can come and see Tusney on February 26th, 27th in Scottsdale at the Lash on it. Lash Anarchist Studio, or uh, it's not a salon, but it's her business there, Allie, and Tustin's going to be teaching her Lash Retention and Styling course. This is really going to be the course that's going to change your game. It's going to allow you to get your clients to go longer between appointments, which is going to raise up your value and make you charge more so you can make more money, and I promise you guys, you will, because you're going to be the only one that has clients go four weeks between appointments, which I know some of you will be like, oh, that's going to make you nervous because, oh crap, now maybe you'll have more gaps in your schedule. That's okay, because guess what? That allows you to grow and add more clients in, which creates more stability instead of having just 20 or 30 clients. Maybe you can have 40, 50, 60 clients, and it's all it's, there's only upsides for all this. So let me give you a discount code. Scottsdale 300 is the discount code. Scottsdale 300, all one word. Type that in, and you will get $300 off our class, so it will only be $1,500 for you. And you just go to the show notes or go to our Instagram and click on the link there, and you can buy your tickets today. Our next class will be in Austin, Texas. We're going to be on April 9th to the 10th with Shelby at Lash Boss Radio, and we're going to be at her salon, Pink Lady Lash. So if you can't make it in February, then you can look for that. And there's no discount code for that, but I promise you is well. Well worth it. You will want to uh, hang out and see us there if you can't make it as quick, which I know February is really, this class is only a couple weeks away. Next, we're going to be also in Australia in March for a couple weeks, and we're going to be teaching in Sydney and the Gold Coast, it looks like most likely, and we're going to do our Elevate Business course. So if you want to learn business, you want to learn how we built our business and teach you a whole bunch of things like numbers you needed to follow and tracking your business and how we grew our, our, our basically um, our customer service and how we grew our following all that fun stuff basically how do you build a successful lash salon we will be teaching now that class hopefully at two locations and we'll those details hopefully by the time this episode's out the information will be out there for you so if you're in sydney or the gold coast area you can go to the link and buy tickets today it's uh i don't know the exact price but i think it's gonna be around uh i think it's like uh, gosh 500 american usd so it'll be a little bit more in australia but it'll be super affordable for a one-day business course that will change the way you do business all right guys that is it for announcements otherwise hopefully you enjoyed this little episode where me and ashley sit down and talk all things pro made hey everyone i'm in the lashcast studios i'm excited to have a guest back and this time, Tuss isn't here, unfortunately, and Lash Poppy is not with us. I have Ashley Gonzalez from Beautylicious. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. I'm excited to be here again. 
Yeah, it's very cool. And really, this is something that we're going to try doing some of these more mini segments here and there where we have people come on and we talk about just one little thing and, and probably don't go on for an hour like we often can. But um, actually, and I actually just got talking, I think, for an hour. <laughs> it's like we spent we're talking about all things lashes and business and such like that. And we're going to have her back along with another friend of hers, Jenna, or ours too, Jenna, eventually down the road and talk about some other exciting things she's a part of. But today, we want to talk about what I think is becoming less controversial, but still for some people, they're not so sure. And that's ProMades. So yes, that we'd start with you telling me a little bit about first, maybe tell people what ProMades are, because there may be some new listeners who don't know. They're still using regular lashes. Let's first figure out what are we talking about today? For sure. I think that's actually, I get this question a lot. What's the difference between pre-mades and pro-mades? So mind you, anything in this industry, we're still in the such in the growth phase of the industry that honestly you can kind of pick. There's no real wrong term for anything. Some people can't differentiate between mega volume and Russian volume at this point. So it's okay. If you're a little bit confused, don't feel dumb. If you don't know what the difference is. Good. That makes me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> so universally, typically when we're referencing pre-mades, we're talking heat bonded, mm -hmm. meaning they're uh, the base of the lash extensions in a fan are basically melted together in essence. And then you have pro-mades, which are typically recognized to be adhesive bonded. So yeah. a tiny, tiny, tiny amount of adhesive is based at the bottom. There's another term called crystallizing. Yeah, I was going to say, this is crystallizing what people would do when they make their own, right? Yeah, exactly. I just don't know who knows those terms because so many people are new. It's a, it used to be a, a dark secret too. You, you'd ask someone like six years ago, what's crystallizing? They go, oh, I can't tell you. That's like my own secret. My magic potion. Yeah, yeah. But, or maybe it was five years ago, whatever it was. But yeah, yeah, so basically crystallizing was like the original term and then ProMades has kind of grown out of that. Right, exactly. So these are pro pro. The idea behind pro maids is that they're made by a professional. Someone knows how, who knows how to make fans, created them, crystallize them at the base so that they stay held together. Then you can use them accordingly. So uh, some of the reasons why uh, Paul had mentioned that pro maids, pre maids, they all had this really bad reputation because the to traditionally, you know, a long time ago, seven eight years ago, when they kind of first surfaced, they were typically had a bad reputation because they were known to have like really boxy thick bases. That's where the T bar term came in the T bar, because it made that, you know, yeah. that T uh, formation. And when people you also, I think, I think people also thought they were like clusters from the nail salon yes. days. Like, oh, that's just clusters again. Right. And if you ask me, they kind of did look like them, you yeah. know, for a while, the early come ones, a very yeah. long way since then they really tried, they really revolutionized them. And another thing that, um, cause I purchased them. I was like, Ooh, man, I've been struggling with volume fans. Let yeah. me check these out. But the retention just wasn't the same, in my opinion, at the time as they are now. What I found, I feel like the, the type of PVT fiber that was used to create them with the heat bonding method, I felt that heat, that because it's a slightly different PVT fiber that they use, mm -hmm. the, the, it was very stiff. And so it caused poor retention because when the clients were sleeping on their face, rubbing their face, brushing their lashes, they were kind of popping off a lot easier. They weren't very flexible. I was going to say, Tessney noticed, she said in the early yeah. stages, like they didn't hold a curl as much too. She felt right. like they went straight more, at least the ones exactly. that we bought, they didn't yeah. hold up for the whole time. Just the fibers. I think, you know, the fibers, the blend of fibers that they were using were just not uh, to the quality that we needed them to be, but because they were heat bonding them, mm -hmm. um, I think they, you know, they were trying to figure it out. Yeah. It was a little bit of a miss, but that's how everything good comes, right? They figure it out by trial and error. Uh, the other downside to the pre-maids um, initially was that they were really expensive, you know, because it costed them so much and they were in the, what is it like the development stages. So they were trying to make their money back. And the truth was overall, they were a miss in my opinion, when it first started, 
But then over time, just like anything else, you know, people were determined because people love the idea, right? They just loved it. People were still using them, even though they were subpar. Or they were making themselves, right? They were at home, you know, making them. I remember seeing people crystallize them and then they would get these little plastic carts and they would separate them based upon size and then they would make their own or you hear this all the time where if a client's late well i'll just make some of my lashes right now and they would just sit there and they would start crystallizing making their own lashes and put them aside and waiting. so people are getting used to this idea of making lashes themselves and then the next evolution is like well why don't you just buy it that way yeah well it makes sense because what are we all trying to do in business at a certain point when you start to plateau with your income what do you want you want to work less and make more money so i mean that's everyone and if you if there's no problems with that that's wait, what wait, everyone note to self i got right now wait work less and make more money i got that's something i don't yet get right most of the time i tend to work more and make less okay all right great unless you inherit a large lump sum of money and typically <laughs> it's not that easy it starts off real ugly before it gets pretty yeah and i yeah. can attest to that so yeah First two years of Lash God, I made no money at all. Lash God was a pure wash. I, like I still eight. don't pay myself. I yeah. still don't pay myself. There you go. Well, so. I, I finally paid myself on my third year. So it just, you know, it takes time. But yeah. the third year I pay myself and like I need to say, right? You. So hopefully you Look at you time. with your with yeah. your dollar menu meal. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. Yeah. Trust me. And so I feel like I understand the desire for them, you know, yeah. because we all want the same thing. We want to spend more time doing the things we love with the ones that we love. And uh, I think pre-maids really kind of painted that picture for us. Yeah. And so I'm really happy that so many uh, factories really kind of stepped it up and really, like you said, there were so many pros doing it themselves. They probably, it must've hit them at a certain point where we're like, well, we could just make our own pro-maids, you know, we can pay the people here. And the cool thing about pro-maids now, they're not in those little jars, the little cosmetic jars and you got to play with them and put them on a piece of plastic. Like now they come already in the trays and we have, so we, because we know people love them so much and they're using them for hybrid and, and volume full sets. We got our trays that are really giant. So there's over yeah. 300 fans in a single tray, they're which books. you can get. They're like yeah. books now. They're just it's literally like books. a book. And so you can get a couple full sets from one box before it was like one box was like $40 and it wasn't even a, a fill, set, yeah. you know? Exactly. So that's where the, the cost, they were so expensive before. And now we've, they've really figured it out, you know, overseas into how they can get them to where they're affordable and they're good quality. And now the bases are so narrow, like they're more narrow than some of my handmade ones. Like sometimes they're more narrow than that. And I don't know what it is about the adhesive that they're using on the promades, but there's something about, and I haven't done enough research, but I found that the retention with our promades has been way far beyond what I thought was possible because, and I, it, in my brain, the only thing that makes sense is that the adhesive that they're using and crystallizing plus the adhesive that you're placing, plus you have to use more adhesive. That's the one thing people don't realize with promades. You do have to use more adhesive because you cannot get the wrap as you would with a handmade fan, but the retention is very similar to what handmade fans can be now. Granted that you're using the right amount of adhesive, and also the material has come a long way. It's a lot more flexible, which means they're not popping off and scraping off as easily as before. And just the fact that you can get them for a much more affordable price. I mean, some people are selling them in these giant boxes for as little as like 10 cents a fan. So if you factor in how long it takes, you struggle with making fans, that could be major. So I just feel like they've come such a long way. And I'm really happy they've come a long way because people... I feel like it's time that we stop shaming people for doing things differently. I learned how to make handmade fans. I, I threw 20 pairs of tweezers across the room. I cried myself to sleep sometimes when I couldn't do it. And so I understand why so many people have this animosity almost towards promades, 
But the truth is like, unless you've tried them yourself and you can honestly say that they don't work or that they damage the natural lashes from experience, I think it's time that we allow people the space to use them already. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's something that we talked earlier before we had this is like, the idea is like, guys, we don't need to police other people and their behavior. No one's dying from lashes. No one's in the room and well, another person just got killed again. The lashes were too heavy. It's like, we have this like idea that we want to protect the industry, but we're really just being intrusive and being controlling and not let people express and try different things. It's kind of like saying, you know what, from now on, no one can paint with the color red because I think red reminds me of evil, like, communist russia or something like that red triggers me yeah red triggers me and so i can't i'm gonna ban red from as a color it's like yeah why are we limiting people's creative choices there is a place for right like if someone were dying or something was really bad happening long-term damage then yes we needed to go in regulate or change what but this is not it we're really i always tell people lashes is like picking what's your favorite flavor do you like chocolate do you like vanilla it's not a moral dilemma you're not like oh my gosh he picked chocolate he must be evil so Let's let people express themselves, try different ways. And by the way, this is where innovation will come in. And who knows what new ideas will come to the lash industry if we stop trying to restrict us. I mean, there was a time where, you know, basically when volume first came on, people were like, oh, this is like evil. This is going to cause damage and people are going to be horrible. And it's like, really? Like Now everyone's doing it. Most people, I feel like, are the art of classic lashes has died because people love volume so much. So it's just like, this is what I say. If you haven't tried, my dad used to say this, and it's so cheesy, such a dad thing to say, (laughs) but he would say, don't yuck my yum. And so basically, if you haven't tried it, And even if you have tried it and they don't work well for you, this is what I used to say when I first started using them. I'm not going to lie. When I first started, they didn't have great retention for me. But I remember I would tell people I'm not experiencing great retention. However, I'm not certain that I'm using them properly. So don't quote me. This is my experience. And I think it's important that we start to realize that even if you don't like them, that doesn't mean they're bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not for you. And that's why glue, different glues, people have their favorite glues, they have their favorite lashes, because you didn't like them doesn't mean someone else doesn't. And, and there's enough room for all of us to play and try and do, use what we want. One thing I wanted to point out that I thought was interesting that you said about retention and tuss, and this is something that we teach in our retention course, is it is all about more glue. That I mean, we really in our industry preach less glue, less glue, less glue. And yes, when you're new... But when you're new, though, yes, you do, because they're really messy. They get right. glue everywhere. Right. But then you get to that point. We always saw that with our staff. When we first taught them, they would be using too much glue, and we would go push back. And then they get to the point where they're getting really fine, lot less glue. And all of a sudden, their lashes weren't lasting. We're like, that's because you've gone too little. Now you have to start going back. But, but now you have this fine motor skills to get that glue on there without being sloppy and messy anymore. And that's when you need to use more glue. And I think people don't realize that that thermal retention problems we would say two things. One, use more glue. And also for us, the way we teach it, we'd say more surface area. I mean, attach more contact, more area. contact mm-hmm. area. Those two things will immensely improve your thing. And that works even within the pre-mades and pro-mades yeah. and all that too. And you might not be able to wrap pro-mades the way that you can wrap natural lashes, but come on, be I don't care how good you are. Cause I'm pretty good, but like, yeah. I don't care how good you are, how experienced you are, how fine your motor skills are. You are not wrapping every single lash and i try really hard to wrap most of them but let's be honest you're not wrapping every lash so to say that you're getting great retention because you wrap every lash that's just dishonest no (laughs) it's not true and also you're not but here's another wild idea that as the industry evolves 
And uh, we've shared this. Um, we'll be on a podcast. I don't know. We'll be on this before we do. We yeah. had Jamie on, we did un, 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 unpopular opinions and, yeah. and we went through ours. We shared some of ours. That I'm sure people like may stop following us because some of our views <laughs> on things, but we really, we had this one that we shared that we actually don't think that in the future, the artists going to have to take a volume fan making course. You still need to take pre-made fan making or, or pre-made design courses and you have to learn, but you really could, just go straight. If you want to learn classic and you learn how to do pre-mades, do you really need to learn how to pinch or how to actually make a fan? Not really, because that skill, if you go straight into just only doing pre-mades or pro-mades, you don't need that skill anymore. It's actually wasted energy. So uh, I know that might be piss off some, some people, especially some volume no. trainers right now. <laughs> no, I, I'm with you. And I'm a volume trainer myself, but I think that this is my, another favorite thing. I'm, I'm the cheesiest person ever, but whatever. I, I know. say no, some people calls me cheesy. So yeah, I'm but, cheesy. I, my, one of my favorite sayings is that as far as lash artists, we're lash artists, right? We mm -hmm. don't like being called lash techs. We like being called lash artists. Why? Yeah. Because we create art. So why does one artist get to decide what someone else's medium that they prefer? There's photographer, there's, there's painters, there's so many people who sketch. I mean, what is, they're all just different art. They're all different mediums. That's it. Yeah. And I always look like, look at the hair world because the hair world has been around longer, but they're like our sisters. And mm -hmm. I look at the hair world and I don't see that same need in the hair world to control other hairstylists. Like I feel like they're, it's almost the, the more crazy and the more wacky they are, they celebrate that. It's like, oh my gosh, this guy cuts with machetes. Like I've seen a guy yes. who does yes. hair with machetes. I'm like, you know, I, I could just, and I'm not advised. No, I probably would no, never no, get no, that. No, no, but no, no, that no, no, said, no. I'm not going crazy. And then that guy I remember cutting with fire. He would cut hair with fire. Yes. And so I'm like, okay, this is nuts. But still, that seems like they accept crazy ideas there. In the last world, it's like, oh, I'm going to use a 0 0.20 on someone, or I'm going to use a 16D lash on someone, or I'm going to do And all of a sudden, the critics come out, and, the, and they're like, do you, do you guys understand this is really not a problem? We just need to let people yep. explore. And they'll find it on their own, by the way. Like, oh, yeah. that didn't really work well. I shouldn't probably use mm -hmm. that size on that person. It was... Their mm -hmm. lashes didn't last. And they came back yep. within three days. And they're like, I need my lashes fixed. Like, okay, you learn as you go. <laughs> yep, I agree. And, I th and I'm hoping that if people ha hear this and they hear it from me, you know, don't just take it from me. Try them out. Like, just try it. If that's anything you hear from this episode, yeah. just try them out for yourself. Get a box. You can get them pretty, just pretty, um, you know, um, affordably. Total. If you need to, you can go to our website and yeah. try them. And I can almost guarantee you, like, if you use them with integrity, you're going to be, you're going to love them. I, I do. I find myself reaching for them more and more for my hybrid sets. And I never thought I'd say that. Yeah. Tuss is a hundred percent on board now. She just does pre-mades or I mean, it doesn't need pro-mates, but you can, whichever you'd like. She actually likes, which is so funny because it's so come full circle back in the dark ages, 2006, 2007, everything always came in little pots. There was, there were no trays and then the trays became the main thing. But now there's one brand she buys from. They sell them in pots. It's because it's cheaper. Because no, yeah. I don't mind picking out a pre-made of a pot because it's it's because it's, they they don't get the the shape doesn't get compromised. No, so. no. So she's like she's so funny. She goes, wow. It's like fifteen years later. Here I am now pulling lashes out of a pot, which I thought I would never do because I was so committed to strips and it was much easier. But now time changes and you just adapt. Absolutely. So, but that's uh super cool. And hopefully, guys, um, like I said, I will tell everyone where they can find you so they can go buy the oh, yeah. first set of hopefully premium. Yes. So, yeah. So uh, we're at beautylicious.com and um, we have mixed trays, single length trays. If you just want to see more videos too, I have a lot of videos on uh, my TikTok and I'm beautylicious lashes on TikTok. Also, I show you actually how we use them and some tips and tricks, because I think 
a lot of people are um, quick to sell you things, but not quick to tell you how to use them. And yeah. I, I don't want you just using my stuff and just guessing. So definitely check out my TikTok or my Instagram and all, all set on all sites on Beauty Delicious Lashes. So awesome. No, Ashley, I know you share a lot of value and you give a lot of free stuff away which is makes you, you're one of the good guys. So you're one of, you're, you're like us, you have the same DNA. So I appreciate all that. Thank you so much for taking a little bit of time out of your busy life. I know you just got back into town. So it means a lot that you took some time to sit down and uh, record this. Thank you so much. Thank you. Right, guys that's it we are done that's a wrap thank you so much for tuning in i want to ask you to please follow us on instagram at lashcast podcast and at the lash conference and remember to subscribe share and review on behalf of my lash buddy tusney as well as our special guest ashley gonzalez i want to thank you for taking some time to listen keep on lashing and remember you're a friend in the lash industry <laughs>